Hello, this is Alexander Cross, attorney. If you'd like to learn more about criminal defense, please visit our YouTube channel, Alexander Cross, and subscribe. Uh, we received a message here on our channel. Uh, let's see here. Uh, my son was arrested for driving under the influence of marijuana. When the police checked his phone, they found naked pictures of his 16-year-old girlfriend. What could happen to him? Ugh. Well, first let's address the smaller part, uh, the marijuana. Well, driving under the influence of marijuana. Well, uh, one of the charges they could always file is a violation of Health and Safety Code 11550, which is under the, being under the influence of a controlled substance. Um, that is a misdemeanor that carries up to one year in um, county jail. Although usually um, those can be dealt with with some kind of diversion program where they can be dismissed if it's a first offense. Now the other charge, dri driving under the influence of marijuana, that one's a little bit interesting because in the state of California, there isn't yet a codified amount of marijuana that somebody has to have, or THC specifically, THC, that somebody has to have in their system to be able to say, oh, well, he's under the influence of um, marijuana. In the state of um, Colorado, there is a uh, codified amount of uh, THC that one uh, would have in their system and they could say, okay, it's automatically a marijuana DUI. But here in the state of California, no. Here, in order to successfully convict you of driving under the influence of marijuana, the DA's office has to show three things. Number one, they have to show probable cause that the police had the right to stop your vehicle or to investigate. Either you violated the vehicle code, penal code, health and safety code, whatever code they could see that you violated, or if you were driving suspiciously, et cetera, et cetera. Um, or if you were illegally parked or if you were parked on the side of a freeway and had the emergency lights on, all that stuff is basis so that they could um, potentially uh, you know, have probable cause. That's number one. Number two, um, the police has to adequately identify you and arrest you. That one's pretty simple. The third one is they have to show specifically that the THC was impeding your ability to safely operate the motor vehicle. You had to be coming out of the lane a bunch of times. You had to be at a green light and kind of sort of be like this. and like, hey, buddy, aren't you going to move? You're like, oh, what? Oh, yeah, green light, you know. I mean, they have to show that the actual uh, THC was impeding your ability to safely operate the motor vehicle. They have to show all those three things. If they can't show those three things, they really um, they, they can't convict you of driving under the influence of marijuana. Now, th that's a misdemeanor. It carries up to six months in the county jail, although almost nobody receives that. He usually gets knocked out with some community service or some fines or fees or sheriff's work, uh, that kind of thing. Now, but the, the more serious aspect is the fact that the police uh, found um, naked pictures of a 16-year-old girl in his phone. Well, that is a little bit of a dilemma because uh, those pictures were obviously, I mean, of his boyfriend-girlfriend situation, it's not National Geographic. It wasn't taken for science. Um, it was obviously for sexual reasons, which means it's possession of child pornography. Yeah, I know, boyfriend, girlfriend, but still, it's still child pornography. That is a violation of um, uh, Penal Code Section 311.11. It could be filed as a misdemeanor or a felony at the discretion of the DA, depending on the, the amount of content uh, and how, you know, just how vile it is. Um, but if it's uh, if it's a misdemeanor, it carries up to one year in the county jail. If it's a felony, 
it carries up to three years in state prison, but beyond that is the possibility of having to register as a sex offender for life under Penal Code Section 290. Now, generally speaking, if they file it as a felony, they almost always make you register as a, se as a sex offender, as a sex offender under Penal Code Section 290. If, uh, but when they file it as a misdemeanor, sometimes it's discretionary. But really, um, this is something that really needs to be discussed with the DA. Obviously, the DA would have to talk to uh, the victim because, you know, discussing the relationship, the consent, whether or not, uh, you know, she knew she, to, you know, did she take these pictures on purpose? Did she, you know, didn't, even though those aren't specific elements of the crime, it's something that the DA will factor in to determine whether or not this is really going to be a felony or misdemeanor. Hopefully it just goes down as a misdemeanor so that the kid has uh, the ability to right his wrongs. Now the question didn't specifically state that um, the age of the defendant, uh, it didn't. It didn't specify that he was a minor. Um, now, if he's a minor, it makes a huge difference. Uh, because if he's a minor, well, this will go all to um, juvenile court, and more, more likely this would just be classified as a, as a misdemeanor, and ideally the DA will be reasonable enough to not really push for the sex registration. But uh, if it's a felony, guy is uh, 19, 20 years old and has a 15-year-old girlfriend, or 16-year-old girlfriend, and has naked pictures of her on, her, on his phone, Ugh. Yeah, that will be a problem, and that's something that will have to be dealt with. Problem with pictures is that's evidence. You know, that's that's evidence right there. Um, it's not like, oh well, uh, I didn't know that was there, or that's not my phone. It's like, <laughs> hey, I never did that. It's like, uh, it's, no, it's it's right there, and uh, and uh, usually that's a a rather difficult barrier to break, not impossible. But generally speaking, when you see pictures on somebody's phone, it's time to start cutting a deal because you try to go to trial on something like that and uh, you could be you know, getting punched in the face by Mike Tyson. Anyway, um, if you uh, have been accused of having committed a crime here in the San Francisco Bay Area and you're looking for representation, please give us a call at 1-800-862-7677. Once again, 1-800-862-7677. 7-7. I'm Alexander Cross, attorney.